0: Thank you God thank you thank you thank you this afternoon I want to talk to you about someone in the Bible whose name is well known but is rarely the subject of a sermon I'm talking about Mary Magdalene and I know that just by the mention of her name that some of you have already put to work in your mind some preconceived notions that you have heard But I'm gonna ask for you to just set all of that aside and stay with me. I just wanna talk briefly about how Satan can have you so tangled up that he thinks that he can count you out, but God. First, let me say that all throughout the Bible, there were many Marys, but this Mary was distinguished from the others as her surname, is always mentioned simultaneously to her first. Her surname was likely connected to the town of Medallia, which is where she was from. This town was a wealthy community that thrived in the textile industry. The surname Magdalene is a possible indication of her being connected somehow to the significance or the wealth of that town. Mary Magdalene was not without means. In other words, she was not a poor woman. And this enabled her to be faithful to Jesus without any restraints. Luke chapter 8 verses 1 through 3 reads, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Johanna, the wife of Suzza, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. When I was studying this, I had to pause for a moment after reading that scripture because there are just too many significant points made to just ignore. First and foremost, the women who chose to follow Christ and walk alongside his chosen disciples were women who had overcome some stuff, women who had some baggage, women who were likely looked down upon women who had some issues. The second thing that caught my attention was that the scripture made note of detailing that Johanna was the wife of Shuzza, who was the manager of Herod's household, meaning that Johanna put God first, not her marital status, not her financial status. And it was clear that her husband obviously was okay with her wholehearted commitment to this ministry, showing how important it is for spouses to be on the same page spiritually, and how recognizing and respecting each other's purpose is so very important. And lastly, scripture indicates that these women had their own means, their own money. It doesn't indicate if the money that they had was from their husbands or if they had something going on to generate their own wealth. But what is clear is that they chose to utilize their time and their resources for the building of the kingdom of God. And all of this certifies and re-solidifies how influential and committed women have been since the onset of Christianity And that no one should ever denounce or discount women in ministry. Now, back to the life and times of Mary Magdalene. There is no record of her family lineage, her marital status, or even her age. Before I go any further, though, regarding her life, I I do deem it necessary to disassociate her with the unnamed woman who is spoken of in Luke 7.37 and is proclaimed to be a known sinner or a prostitute. Now, be mindful that the town of Magdala had an unsavory reputation and they were known to practice harlotry, which is a fancy biblical word for prostitution. And it is you actually because of these practices that the city was finally destroyed. Mary Magdalene, because the town she came from and the sinful women that dwell there, her legacy outside of biblical context has for centuries labeled her as a prostitute as well. Now, I'm not one of those pastors who profess to know it all, but I am one who loves to study the word of God so that I can share it effectively and truthfully And as I began to study Mary Magdalene, I was shocked to discover that there is no scriptural evidence to support the idea that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Not one scripture refers to her as such. Mary Magdalene is nowhere identified as a prostitute or even as a sinful woman. Despite the popular portrayals, of her as such. You know our foreparents used to say that a lie will run all around town and gather up supporters while the truth stands stills waiting to exalt its purpose. Stay with me. Now Mary Magdalene was the woman from whom Jesus cast out seven demons and because of where she was from and the reputation of some of the other women in that town combined with the fact that Satan tried to take her out because that's what he did. If you are plagued with seven demons, the devil was trying to take you out. All of that played a collective role in slaying her reputation. And I believe that God wanted me to tell this story to you all today, to expound on the fact that where anyone comes from does not count them out. Some people are too quick to judge and categorize someone because of where they come from. Yes, Mary Magdalene came from a place plagued with sin, where the women were known to compromise their bodies and their integrity. But she was a faithful servant of Jesus, more faithful than those whose reputations was deemed more superior than hers and those who likely assisted in spreading lies about her reputation. Mary Magdalene traveled with Jesus investing and upholding the kingdom of God while those who could never make such a sacrifice sat back and just ridiculed her for what they thought her to be without one ounce of confirmation. Mary, who was obviously a believer, suffered from being demon-possessed. She battled seven demons. Now, there is only one devil, but there are legions of demons and roaming fallen angels who possess men and women. And don't be fooled. It still happens today. Now, seven is a mystic number suggesting completeness, which also implies when the evil spirits dominated Mary, the suffering was extreme, severe, taking over her completely, indicating how strong the grip was that Satan had on her. The indications of her horrific bout with Satan's demons was not biblically shared so that we could judge her, or her character, but to assure us that there is nothing that Satan can tangle us up in that God can't untangle. But while God can and will free us from the grip of Satan, people tend to be the ones who don't want to set us free from our past. And sorrowfully, I hate to say it, I really do, a lot of times it's believers who still want to label someone for what God has brought them through instead of celebrating what God has brought them to. And in all honesty, when believers try to keep one shackled to their sins, what is being shown is the believer's defining line between true belief and blatant disbelief. Because either God is a healer or he's not. Either God is a deliverer or he's not. Either God is a keeper or he's not. Either God is a savior or he's not. With God, there is no in between. Everything is black or white. But we tend to want to linger in the gray areas. And that is where Satan pulls his victims from. That gray area. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste time on a God who half-steps. A God who can't release me from everything and anything that Satan throws at me. And I know some of you are probably saying, what in the heck kind of sermon is this right after Thanksgiving? is one that God ordained. It's God's perfect timing because there are some folks that even during this Thanksgiving season has given thanks to God for what he has delivered them from, while others are standing on the sidelines still judging them, rather than rejoicing in seeing the manifestation of who God said he is. The life of Mary Magdalene has shown us not to get caught up in battling with the mindsets of people, but to stay focused on our God-ordained purpose. In Matthew 10, 14, Scripture tells us, Whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words, shake off the dust of your feet. Meaning don't be worried about what people are determined to believe or not believe. Shake the dust off your feet. Don't let the residue of their issues weigh you down. Again, there is biblical proof that aligns. Mary was not a prostitute. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. But you can rest assured that the rumors and the whispers didn't start after biblical times. That these rumors were going on while she was still worshiping and serving Jesus We are living in a time right now where allegations are being made with absolutely no supporting facts. However, because Mary Magdalene didn't let the gossip and the whispers of others redirect her focus, the Word of God tells us in John 20 that Jesus commissioned her to become the first herald of his resurrection. She was given the mission of announcing the greatest good news ever proclaimed. Think about it. Mary had stayed near Christ as he taught the word of God. She supported his ministry until his corpse was laid in that tomb. And Jesus now saw fit to reward her with a closer knowledge of things divine. And she was given an honor that cannot be taken away from her no matter what people proclaim she was. She was the first among men or women to see the risen Lord and to receive the first message after his resurrection from his lips. Mary Magdalene is not much different than a lot of us who have had imperfect roots come from some undesirable places, have endured ridicule, has been on Satan's hit list, but her faithfulness and her determination to follow and to walk with Christ and serve Jesus has become an example for us and should inspire us to set the goal of being one who God trusts and rewards while we yet live let us pray Father God in the name of your son Jesus we come to you thanking you for all that you have brought us through and for what you have ordained to bring us to our desire oh God is to please you and be trusted with your word forsaking all ridicule forsaking all gossip slander and distractions. Lord, we ask that you give us the strength to walk, determined to follow your path. Lord, we say lead and we will follow, for we know that your plans are so much greater than we could ever imagine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We trust you. We love you. We submit to your will. Amen. Amen and amen.